Welcome to Inside the Woods, a Valley News podcast about Dartmouth athletics. I'm your host, Benjamin Rosenberg. Keep up with our episodes every week on anchor.fm, on our website, vnews.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at vxrosenberg, and follow the Valley News Sports Desk on Twitter at sports underscore vn, and on Instagram at Valley News Sports. In this episode of Inside the Woods, I caught up with head coach Jen Williams and senior pitcher Brooke Planka of Dartmouth Softball. The Big Green started off just 5-20, and 20, but have now won 7 straight and are 6-3 and three in Ivy League play, very much alive for a spot in the league championship series. Planka has been a huge part of that recent success, throwing back-to-back shutouts against Princeton and a no-hitter last weekend against Brown. Here's my interview with head coach Jen Williams. So I'm now joined by Jen Williams, Dartmouth softball head coach. Uh, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, doing well. We're enjoying a, a week off from midweek games, giving the team a little bit more rest this week. Yeah, sounds great. So I know after non-conference play near the beginning of the conference season, we were talking about your team being able to consistently apply what they've done in practice to the games. And during this winning streak, are you seeing that happening? We are. We are. We're seeing the team. We've worked a lot on consistency and we're seeing them execute on that better for sure. And also executing on the things that we know we need to do in order to be successful. Every team has certain things that help them win. And we've been identifying what those things are and then working on applying them and bringing them to every single game. That's still a work in progress for sure, but we definitely have made some good strides on it the last couple of weeks. For sure. Yeah. What are the biggest differences you're seeing in your team since you've come back north? Obviously the results are, are there now. Yeah. A lot of it is about not just knowing what we need to be successful, but then putting intentional effort into doing those things and holding yourself accountable for them first. So if one of our big things that we focus on is making sure that we are hustling everywhere, which is one of the big focus points for the team, make sure that you're doing that, hold yourself accountable to that first and dig deep and and do it on purpose, do it deliberately, like set your mind and say, as soon as I get to the field, I'm going to be hustling everywhere and make yourself do that. And then you can hold other people accountable around you as well. And also just helping them understand that you're going to have to put real effort into thinking about those things. It's not like it's just going to come naturally all the time. Some days it does. That's great. But some days you have to really work at making those things happen for yourself. And and that's okay. That's what good teams do. Yeah, you've pulled out a number of tight wins over the last couple of weeks. How is that helping their confidence continue to grow? It's been really tremendous seeing them be able to do that because we had a very tough start to the season playing a lot of exceptional teams. And we scheduled tough on purpose hoping that it would be able to teach them resilience, teach them that grittiness that they, you know, if you haven't played in two years, it's, it's tough to jump back into that. And they developed a lot of that over the course of our season opening trips at the beginning of the year. So seeing that pay off now in our regular season play is really rewarding because I I know for all of us, it was a slog during some of those season opening trips. We had a lot of tough games, but we were able to be as resilient as we were and as tough as we were this weekend against Brown uh, in part because of those games. So it was really tremendous to see that payoff for them and to see them be able to go into extra innings and not even bat nine because we played multiple extra inning games in our very first weekend of play in February. So, you know, they really are 
ready, they were ready to come after it and to believe that we could still get the win uh, in that situation. And that was huge for us. So it's been really tremendous seeing that work pay off and then seeing them understand what consistency looks like for them. What does that mean for this team? How does this team need to be consistent and seeing them start to really figure that out for themselves and each other? For sure. What have you been seeing out of Brooke lately? She's certainly been carrying the pitching staff and really see, well, they looked locked in the last few weeks. Yeah. Brooke definitely, this is, I'm so excited for Brooke because she has this in her and we've known that since her sophomore year, even her freshman year, but you know, freshman year can be tough depending on how you come into things. She had a lot of um, mechanical rebuilding to do her freshman year. And so her sophomore year, we started to see flashes of this. And then of course things got cut short because of COVID. So to see her start to hit her stride now is really rewarding because she deserves it. She works hard. She's a great pitcher. She really works at, at her athleticism on the mound and it being better on the mound every single game. And she's been doing a great job this year with really embracing exactly who she is in the mound, not who she thinks she should be. And that is something that the whole team is trying to embrace right now as well. Let's not talk about who we think we should be about who we want to be. It's important to have aspirations and to have goals, but let's also know who we are right now and how to be consistent right now with our team, how to work through tough innings as a pitcher right now. And um, Brooke's been really embodying that and, and taking it one game at a time, one pitch at a time. She had some trouble doing that early on. She would get a little bit more anxious looking at the bigger picture and trying to look at the game as a whole. And she's been doing a much better job at keeping it small, keeping it manageable. How do I go pitch to pitch? And so it's been really great seeing that payoff for her as well. Yeah, how has that elevated the rest of the pitching staff? You've got another senior and then a couple of freshmen who are in this for the first time. And you know, how is her presence you know, supporting them? They really work as a unit, the four of them. And that's something that we talk about right from the beginning of the year. We need a pitching staff that works together on and off the field. They have each other's backs. They support each other. They help each other. And these four have really been embracing that. And it's been great to see all four of them throwing themselves into that. So of course, Brooke having success on the field is tremendous. And they're all really excited for her about that. She has great mound presence. And that's something that we've been working on with all four of them. How do you communicate effectively with your defense and how do you have good between pitch communication and all of that. And so Brooke's been learning how to do that more effectively as, and so have the rest of them. So they've been embracing those challenges and how to be a true staff together. And I think having two seniors definitely helps that happen because they just have more experience at understanding what it means to be a part of a staff, even with the COVID years in between. So I think her and Maddie Augusto have both really embraced, let's try to be together as a group. And of course there are struggles with that, but they've really been working to make that a consistent part of our game. We have to operate together as a full pitching staff. We can't have anyone in a vacuum, no matter how successful they are. Yeah. And then offensively, what's changed? I know they've been hitting for a lot more power since coming back north. I think a lot of it's about trust. And we had several conversations about that during our season opening trips when we were on the road, trusting themselves, but also trusting the, the work that they have put in and the work that our, that Tim Holman, our hitting coach has put in with them as well, and making sure that they understand 
when we're talking about what your hitting plan is up at the plate, how, what does it mean to fully commit yourself to that plan? So not saying I'm going to commit to the plan, but if she throws something else, I like, I'm just going to go hit it. Like, how do you actually commit to the plan that we've put in place? Because we have studied the pitchers and, you know, Tim has studied the, what they're doing and says, this is the plan that we're going to execute because it's most likely to get us uh, where we want to be against this specific pitcher. They were out of practice at trusting a coach about that, I think. And they had to really come back into, bring it back into focus and say, we're going to commit to this and how do we commit to it? And I think Princeton was the first weekend when we saw that happening more consistently. They didn't even do it perfectly there, but they really got a grip on what it meant to look at what they were doing and say, here's what it looks like when we really commit to the plan and trust it. Here's what it looks like when we don't. And understanding their own mindset change between those two states. And so now when we're saying commit to the plan, they have a better idea of how to actually do that. What does that actually mean inside their own brains? So it's a work in progress too, but we're definitely, definitely seeing better attention to the plan that has been laid out for them there and how to properly trust it. Yeah. For you personally, what did it mean to get a big milestone win this past weekend with 200 wins between MIT and Dartmouth? I didn't even know it was until I read the write-up, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, We have had a lot of work to do this year. And so I have been much more caught up in seeing this team through a very, very difficult state, which is coming from two years off, a totally unprecedented thing in college sports and in any of their careers and coming in and trying to be excellent. And we have the team and the talent to be truly excellent but there's so many other elements to it than just talent. And so my staff and I have been working so hard on how do we show them what other things we need and how we approach excellence with this team? What does that look like for us? So, you know, a milestone is always tremendous. It's worth celebrating, you know, and that's something that we want our athletes to make sure they're celebrating their milestones too. So, you know, I I think it's, it's great to be able to model the way with that, but for me personally, we've had bigger things to work on this year than, than getting a certain number of wins. It's much more about the process of how are we becoming an, a really excellent team? How are we becoming a team that chases excellence all the time and what we do both on and off the field? And so doing that with this group has definitely been the larger focus. Yeah, you've been at a, a ton of really high caliber academic institutions, you know, playing at Middlebury, coaching at MIT, and now Dartmouth. What are the challenges that come with that? And how is it different division one versus division three? Two of the biggest differences between division three and division one, one is resources. And it's something that I absolutely don't take for granted coaching at division three for several years before this. I just have the resources here to give my athletes the thing, the more of the things they need to succeed, whether it's gear or equipment or proper staffing or whatever it may be. I just have more resources to chase um, that excellence. And, and there are certain things you have to have in order to be able to be consistently good and consistently successful and resources is one of those things. And so to not have to worry about that, that is absolutely a huge, a huge thing that has changed my ability to coach here. And then I think one of the other big differences is having a full-time staff to manage. And it's also been one of the best things about this year as well. I have a tremendous staff. They work their butts off, you know, from our new coach, Sydney Benz to Tim Holman, who's been with me for three years, but just finally coached his first Ivy league games this past spring to our volunteer coach who actually lives in Boston and drives up here and meets us all over new England and is incredibly dedicated uh, Sarah Goodman as well. So, So 
you know, we have a staff that's really, really dedicated. And that is something that I think is a, a huge advantage at this division because it just allows you to give so much more to your athletes and, and to be able to provide a truly high level of learning and of coaching. You know, we manage them, but we are trying to teach them actively all the time how to be better players and better people. And you can do that much more effectively when you have such a dedicated group of coaches. So I think that's one of the biggest differences. And then I love coaching at high academic institutions. And the reason why is that although there are a lot of challenges that come with that overthinking is not just something that a few people on a team do here, like everyone does it, you know, and that's just part of the deal. But I, I don't mind that because I think that I understand it and I know how to coach to it. And then also when you take these types of people and you show them how to dig into themselves and how to find that resilience. And when they learn what they're truly capable of, and they just tap into, I say about this team all the time, one of the best and worst traits of this team is how stubborn they are. It's one of their best qualities. And it's also one of their most frustrating qualities, but, but that stubbornness, that unwillingness to say no, or to give up, like that is something that I find in the schools that I've been coaching at where they just dig deep and, they're used to being able to get to a certain level of success if they just work hard enough. And although in athletics, they have to come up against, I'm going to work hard and not always get what I want. They also have an ability to just dig deeper and say, well, then I'm going to work even harder and I am going to get it. And so you end up finding at these places that they just have these deeper reserves of fight and of will, and they do it because they love it. They don't have scholarships. They're not here because of the amount they're getting paid to do it. They're here because they love the sport. They want to be at Dartmouth playing it. And that just gives them a deeper level of will and commitment and investment than I think you can find at a lot of other places. They're, you know, they are not going through the motions. It's too hard for them to go through the motions. It's too difficult to balance being a student athlete here for them to do that. So I think that deeper level of commitment is something I love to coach because I find it really inspiring and I am excited to work with people like that every day. Yeah, sounds great. With the recent streak, you've certainly vaulted yourselves into contention for a spot in that Ivy League championship series. Is that pretty much where they're singularly focused right now, getting to that point? Absolutely. And I think that they're focused on it in a really productive way, where it's about let's let's be excellent each game. Let's focus on how we want to be successful and bring consistency to every single game. And we have to keep doing that in order to get there. That goal is there. It's a lot of why we're working so hard, but we also are working hard because it's just how we want to be playing together right now. We have more fun when we are chasing those things that make us really good. We see more success on the field, yes, but we also just understand how it makes us a better program. And that is also worth it too. So it's for that, you know, getting to that final series but it's also worth it just in and of itself, how we want to be the best that we can be. And if it gets us to that championship, great. If we end up not making it there, but we still become the best program we can be, then that carries a lot of weight for us as well. All right. Well, sounds great. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, Really appreciated the time. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. So I'm now joined by senior left-handed pitcher, Brooke Plonka from the Dartmouth softball team. How are you doing this afternoon? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, So what do you say are three things Dartmouth fans should know about you? I think number one is that I'm a huge Bills fan. 
Um, I'm wearing my Josh Allen shirt now, actually. I feel like that's a fun fact. I'm from outside of Buffalo, New York, so definitely all Bills gear all the time. Another thing Dartmouth fans should know about me, maybe I have a younger brother named Ben. He's cool, and I live with him and my mom. I see my dad a lot. He was up here this weekend, so my my family's, like, very supportive. So if anyone's ever at a game, you could probably see – my family up in the stands, which is fun. And the third thing fans should know about me, maybe that I've made a lot of friends outside of Dartmouth softball, which is cool. So I'm friends with a lot of other athletes on campus, which is really fun that a lot of them, you'll see them in the stands. Everyone's really supportive. So I think that I've really been able to like immerse myself in Dartmouth athletics outside of softball, which is cool. So I'm a huge women's basketball fan, men's basketball fan, go to a lot of hockey games, I uh, love the volleyball team, football games, obviously. So, yeah, I'm really, I love Dartmouth Athletics. So, yeah, tough ending for sure this year for your Bills, but I'm sure they'll be back. Yeah, I know. I know. That was devastating. I'm not going to lie, but they'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your recruiting process like and how'd you come to choose Dartmouth? I actually had a really crazy recruiting process. So I, like I said, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. So softball isn't primarily recruited in the Northeast. So I had planned to go to University of Rochester, which is a D3 school. And I was like really like happy with my decision. I didn't like commit or anything, but that was just my plan was, okay, I'm going to go D3. I'd like established that school was really important to me. So I didn't want to like go D1 and have my academics kind of fade. So I was just happy with that. And then I was playing at a tournament. And so there's these big name like softball uh, travel teams. So there was this team from New Jersey and the coach came up to me and was like, I can like, do you want to play on my travel team? And I was like, yeah, like, I don't really want to travel that much. I'm a senior, like, or I'm going to be a senior in high school. Like I've kind of established my plan. I'm good. And he's like, well, maybe like you could get recruited. And I was like, okay, like, we'll see. So he reached out to a couple coaches and the Dartmouth coach was one of them. And he came back to me the next day and was like, like you could play on my team. And like, I already have the Dartmouth coach like on the line, like that wants to talk to you. And I was like, Oh, no way. Like, I don't really fully believe that. And he was like, no, like I'll set you up to talk with her. So everything kind of just fell into place. I played a couple tournaments with a big name New Jersey team went to play some better competition than I was used to and came up to Dartmouth for a visit, fell in love with it. Kind of felt surreal when the coach was like, so do you want to play here? And I was like, uh, I'd love to. Am I like, is this it? Is that the done deal? And everything kind of fell into place perfectly for me. So yeah, I'm very, very fortunate to be here for sure. Totally. So this was your only option when it came to division one or when I was a junior mostly in recruiting was like my top priority I had talked to a couple local d1 schools in Buffalo so you have like UB and Canisius and Niagara and those were like predominantly the schools that people in my area look at and I just didn't love anything and no coaches really loved me either so I was like okay like kind of fell like I talked to them but that wasn't like there was never really a big prospect and then I actually ended up looking at some other IVs as my recruiting kind of went on, but Dartmouth was really the only one to be like, let's do this. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Sounds good. And you know, between the start of the season and where you're at right now, um, you certainly come a long way. What would you say the biggest areas you've grown as a pitcher in that time? Yeah, I think so. By the end of my sophomore year, I was in a really good place. I was feeling very confident. I was, 
really like going along, having some great games, played Kentucky, had a great game. So I think the start and then COVID hit and then the start of this season, I think I kind of expected myself to pick back where I left off and that just wasn't the case. And I mean, I could have expected it to not be, but you know, as an athlete, you always like hope that you're going to play your best. So I was like, okay, now I know I can play this well, so I have to play this well. So I think the beginning of the season, like shook me a little bit where I was, I wasn't playing bad, but I definitely wasn't dominating the way that I had in the past. So I think the biggest grow for me mentally was mentally. Like, I think my pitching has come along. My endurance has grown for sure. I'm now able to throw full games two days in a row. I'm able to throw a full game and still have my best stuff going. But I think the biggest change was mentally for me where now I think when someone got a hit before or I walked someone before my mental game kind of got shook a little bit where now I'm at a place where an error is made, a hit is hit, a home run is hit. I walk someone where I can just be like, okay, happens, move on to the next batter and still keep being really confident even when things aren't going my way. Yeah. What have been your go-to pitches lately? Yeah, it's, that's a really interesting. So my screwball, I always say this, my screwball has always been my go-to probably always will be. And that has been a go-to pitch for me for sure, but not in the way it always has been like a lot of my sequences, honestly, since I was little was like screwball, 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 maybe a changeup, screwball. And I just like live and die by my screwball. But this year has been really interesting because my curveball is really coming alive. So that's really nice to have the in and out mix that we've been able to go to. And my changeup isn't always pretty, but it's getting for sure. And I think the most exciting for me is my rise ball is it's a pitch I just learned in the fall. So it's a really fresh pitch and kind of a pitch that I thought I'd be using as a waste or a contrast pitch, but it's been getting some good swings and it's still a really good pitch to go to for sure. So kind of a mix this year where in the past I'd always say screwball, but we're mixing it up. Yeah, definitely. I know you've been part of a combined no hitter before, but you know, how cool was it last weekend to get one all on your own? So the funny thing is I didn't really know, like, I think I like, I was like, okay, no one like has gotten a hit yet. Like, but that's not what I'm thinking about in the game at all. So I honestly was just really focused on, we had two outs. We need, three out or we had we were up by two I think and we need three outs to win the game and like that was my mindset going into that inning and then I put two people on and I was like okay here we go like gotta buckle down and get these outs and the rain was coming down and it took my second baseman Billy McFadden kind of came up to me and was like all right like it's raining like ignore the rain like you gotta push through it and like so my mind, like a no hitter was the farthest thing from my mind at that point. And then as soon as the game ended, like my teammates all ran up to me and that I was like, oh, like it feels really good to like have that. But honestly, I was just more proud of like the team for coming out swinging for and that's a big win to get. That was our first Ivy sweep and winning that first game was a huge part of that. So it feels good. But winning the game is is more important to me for sure. Yeah, I guess it is a little harder to realize in the moment when there is a run on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was the other thing is there was already a run on the board. So I honestly, like when I'm playing, I just worry about getting the outs that I need to get, getting out back on offense. So Totally. Yeah, since you've come back north and started conference play, what's changed the most about the energy and the vibe of the team? It's certainly showing in the results. Preseason or season opening trips were really tough on us. 
we kind of went through like a roller coaster of like we'd have a win and then like we had a couple hard losses and then we'd play better and then a couple hard losses and it took a lot of really hard games to focus on what we really need to do and I think we settled on five things to really like that we focus on every game every practice every inning and that's hustling everywhere. I think that's a huge difference than what you what we've seen in uh, season opening trips and these games is like there's just a sense of urgency now. Like everything we're doing, we're sprinting out on the field, we're sprinting to go get a ball, we're doing everything with a sense of urgency, which is huge. Um, picking teammates to like rely on and connect with. I think we had a lot of good like energy all over the place but now it's really focused energy which is good so we're focusing on a different teammate a different play a different area on the field to focus on and we can kind of like channel our energy so we just had to find ways to kind of like narrow our focus into something that gives us results yeah and you've got two freshman pitchers on the staff as well as another senior you know how are you helping those younger pitchers you know develop into key pieces here So I think the first thing was that I was really vulnerable and like open with them about my pitching experience. If you look at my freshman year compared to this year, like I've kind of been through it all through changing my motion when I came in and having to completely scrap some pitches and start from scratch or having some games where I got rocked and having some really good games and then followed by some games where I got rocked. So I've kind of been through a pretty wide range of experiences and sharing that with them and, being like right off the bat being like look this is going to be hard like you're not going to be perfect you are going to get home runs hit off you you are going to get you are going to walk runs you're going to do this and that and just being really open that telling them like you do not have to be perfect and that does not make you a good pitcher by being perfect was a good first step and now I think now because they are in a really solid place like truthfully they're in a better place than I ever was this time my freshman year so just and just telling them that Like, even if they have a tough game, just being like pointing out the really good things that they're doing and like supporting them really deliberately in positive ways and pointing out the really positive things that they're doing, because as a pitcher and an athlete, like you're, you're going to pick up on the little nitpicky negative things that you did wrong, but making them realize that they're doing a really great job and opening their eyes to what awesome things they're doing has been the biggest thing that I've tried to do. Yeah, for sure. And, and with this winning streak you've got going, you've vaulted yourselves right into contention for a spot in that Ivy League Championship Series. Is that pretty much where the team is singularly focused right now on getting there? Yeah, we're a team that was confident going into the season. I think we all know that we have the talent to win the Ivy League. At least our team knows it. Everyone else is starting to see it. And we've had that all along. So I think that there was a shift between being like, like we've always known that we could do it. And it was kind of a shift between like, all right, it's like, we just have to keep doing what we're doing and it's going to happen where now we're like, yes, we are that good, but we need to fight for every single win we get and fight for every single play, every out, every hit. So there's just a little bit more intensity in that, in that we have always been really confident that that's where we should be. And we should be at the top of the Ivy league, but now there's a much more deliberate fight to be there which is really nice to see as a senior because it's like, I know the talent that this team has. So seeing everyone else really step up in intensity and in fight is a really great thing. So I think 
our team likes to take it one day at a time, one series at a time. So the next thing is pen. That's all we care about. We don't really care about like any standings. I haven't even looked at the standings, obviously any awards, any of that, like just focus on pen and taking three from pen and getting back to Hanover. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on here. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. It's nice to talk to you. You too. You've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed listening to Inside the Woods. Keep up with our episodes weekly and be sure to check out the Valley News every day or our website, thenews.com, for more Dartmouth and Upper Valley sports content. Talk to you next time.